0: Hi Caleb. Hey Mike, how are you? I'm doing okay. I guess it's a uh, it's a it's a little bit hot here, and I'm a little bit tired. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's been super hot. We went out and walked around a little bit today, and uh, quickly came back home to uh, try and escape the heat. So yeah, pushing 90 plus or almost 100 degrees here. So super hot.
0: Yeah, upstairs in my in my office where I usually record was 96 tonight. So I am sitting on my couch, uh, kind of doing this more casual style today. What are you drinking uh, tonight? I am drinking a, an Americano highball. Uh, so we've got a uh Carpano Antica sweet vermouth, uh, Campari, so uh, two thirds of a, of a Negroni,
1: and mm-hmm. then uh, topped off with club soda. Uh, so it's actually bright, nice, bright red, and, and quite refreshing. Uh, how about you? I'm just having a classic uh Manhattan, but I am using uh, the new rye that you gifted me, uh, so to expand my bar. So, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the dog, wat, dog, dog sitting rye. Yes, it's quite good. Awesome. So I like it. Cool. So tonight I thought we could talk about supercharging. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. I think it was episode four, actually, or two. One of the really early episodes we talked about supercharging. So that was a year ago. How? And a lot has happened in a year. And the big impetus for, for this episode was two factors. One was a blog post Tesla posted in April called Charging is Our Priority. Uh, and then also, very recently, Electrek, uh, who, who follows EVs and Tesla, uh, got some good info on a new supercharger station that's going to be the largest in the world. So I thought those two things combined with the imminent uh, Model 3 uh, release would be a good reason to uh, revisit Supercharger, see see where we're at and see sort of what's what's changed in the Tesla philosophy for supercharging.
0: All right. It does sound like, uh, I mean, it still sounds like it remains their sort of, uh, I don't want to say secret sauce because it's not a secret, but um, it seems like as more and more people start using Teslas, it's going to be a strong uh, differentiator for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as other car makers are relying on, sort of general um, infrastructure to be built the same way that most car companies were not involved in gasoline stations, pumping stations being created. They've taken a pretty similar approach in general, to charging stations, sort of saying, well, we're just going to rely on the free market to create charging stations. And the challenge with that, uh, and, and one, one of the reasons, obviously, is that many of the vehicles that they've released have not had enough range where um, trying to do long-distance travel would make sense. If you've got a vehicle like the Leaf or um, uh, the, the BMW i3, where you're sort of hovering around 100 miles effective range... It, it really even if you could do charging it would take quite a lot of uh charging stops to get where you want to go um <laughs> unless that, was, that the, would not be so good
0: unless we do the kickstarter for the uh gas generator on a trailer that you could just hook exactly, up and, our, and just go forever our favorite our favorite
1: uh, terrible idea um <laughs> there's so and many so yeah so tesla started the supercharging system in 2012 uh so quite a while ago uh, right as the model as the, the model s was was launching and they started with just six stations and uh, not surprisingly they started in california and the first six opened october 19th in 2012 and they were uh Folsom, which is sort of northern uh northern-ish california to help you get to tahoe you after. may know it from the uh, live johnny cash album recorded at the prison there all right, there you go. So that, that sort of helped people from San Francisco get over to, to Tahoe and, and uh, further north, Seacliff and whatnot. Uh, then they had one in Gilroy, which is... Um, famous garlic, for garlic. <laughs> garlic, yes. Very famous spots. Uh, and then Harris Ranch, which is still one of the most popular stops uh, for supercharging. And they've got some hotels there and Yeah, I was the just restaurant. there last weekend. Yeah, you saw a bunch of cars or did you not see a lot?
0: Well, of when we we stopped in on I think it was like a Friday afternoon, we were uh we drove we did a big road trip down to the San Diego area to uh pick up our adopted cat, um which which kind of explains the tired part of my hot and tired from earlier. <laughs> um but yeah, uh we stopped in uh Coalinga, which is the town that Harris Ranch is in, which is the yeah, the the restaurant, steakhouse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a, it was a, it was a meh but um, this, they did have the part of their parking lot was was a supercharging station. And they, yeah, they had like maybe 20 stalls, I think you said. Um, and yeah, there was like one or two Teslas in there uh, in the middle of the day on a Friday.
1: Yeah. So that's a pretty popular one for the San Francisco, Palo Alto to uh, Los Angeles uh, region. And then they had Tahone Ranch, which is um that's in the past, right? That's right yeah, in the past. Yeah, it's right right in the past, yeah. Um and then they had one in Los Angeles and then one in um Barstow. Um Barstow, where's that? That's sort of uh northeast of Los Angeles. So it could help you yeah. get to Los Angeles that like had a big, in, big inland empire area. kind of area. Yeah, it looks like it. So so that that's how they started, just with six um supercharger locations. And the, we'll try and be precise about it as we go, but there's two parts, right? There's a supercharger station. So the physical place where you go, mm-hmm. and then there's the number of superchargers, which are the plugs that go into your car. So, uh, superchargers, um, you know, that you, you want to have at least a few, uh, otherwise <laughs> you're going to be waiting if there's a car there. So, right. You don't um, want a, a it, gas station with one pump. Right. Exactly. So what Tesla said in their April blog post um, was, I quote, as Tesla prepares for our first mass market vehicle and continues to increase our Model S and X fleet, we're making charging an even greater priority. In 2017, we'll be doubling the Tesla charging network from 5,000 to 10,000 superchargers. That's globally? Yes. Yes. And then they went on to say in North America, we'll increase the number of superchargers by 150%. So." Uh, North America gets uh, 50% more boost than it currently had. And then they said in California, they're going to add an extra thousand superchargers. So wow. it makes sense. California is definitely one of the most dense in the U.S. For, for Teslas. And also for Model 3, we know that they're going to start with the rollout happening in California after they get through their initial... Uh, employees who also happen to mostly be in California. That's that's um, pretty
0: wild, though. If they're going to ten thousand in 2017, and a thousand of them
1: are in California, that's yeah, ten percent of all of their superchargers are in California. It'll be even more than that because they're going to say they're going to add and add more than a thousand to oh, what they already had. Wow, yeah. So twenty um, percent of the incremental are going into California. So California uh, is the place to be. Well, there's some concern about that because, uh, well, for multiple reasons, but one is it's not a surprise that California is also the most, one of the most congested areas for superchargers. And the one that when I was on the tour, I think it was, I think you were at that one too. They had this board in the, uh, waiting area and mountain view, California was the number one most, uh, trafficked and had the most kilowatt, uh, hours used of power. Um, and it's this little supercharger that's behind the uh, computer history museum (laughs) and it's the most used supercharger in the world.
0: There's like, uh, every time I go by it is because I work sort of nearby that. And every time I go by it, there's always a line of cars waiting to get in. It looks like a, some sort of Tesla showroom
1: there. So there are definitely areas in California and other parts of the country and other parts of the world where at certain points of the day and, and certain holidays where superchargers have lines and they'll sometimes bring uh, valets in and try and coordinate it. And obviously that's not a great experience, especially if people are charging for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, Because if you see a line of three or four people and there's only eight or nine stalls, you could be waiting, uh, you know, a little bit before you can even start charging. So Tesla wants to try and address this. And uh, the current challenges are there just with the 200,000 vehicles of S's and X's and they want to ship 500,000 vehicles next year in 2018 so they want to basically uh i guess they'll go from 200,000 to 700,000 vehicles so more than triple the total install base so they really need to continue to push supercharger uh deployment if they want to even try and and cause uh similar wait times. so you know what i wanted to sort of talk about that yeah
0: and this would be my my suggestion to elon um if, if anyone was interested, would be uh, they should actually turn the supercharging stations into roadside attractions and make it some sort of fusion of the future of travel and old school Americana and mm. have like, you know, the world's largest teapot at one or like, you know, giant fiberglass dinosaurs at another one and basically get into all those roadside attraction books for doing a road trip around, uh, around the country. That's my, that's my fascinating and awesome idea.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, they are starting to place them in more remote areas, so that that people might need a little bit more uh, reason to uh, biggest ball of yarn or you know the a a basket a giant basket building and uh, you know give you more reason to stay and take some photos and burn some time.
0: Yeah, maybe do a drive-in movie theater in one of them, car washes and detailing, and Starbucks. And now, okay, now we just got a whole business going. Maybe we should just save these ideas and get some funding.
1: So they actually may be jumping on some of these. So <laughs> the, uh, so currently, the current status is 900 supercharger stations worldwide and 6,058 superchargers. And this is directly from Tesla on their website. They have uh, the most up-to-date numbers. And so we know where they started this year. And so they've added 658 uh, superchargers, the plugs. Um, and so they've had about 12% growth. That's a pretty good uh, clip to be adding in 3 months. That's that's a lot of them per day that they're opening. Yeah, so it's been um th- they're definitely starting to increase and one of, one of the avenues for that is um being able to start increasing the number of superchargers per location. So the average across the entire network right now is 6.7 uh plugs per supercharger station. But what's been happening is um, really pushing the number of stalls that they have at each location. So some of the most recent ones that have been opening have had 20 plugs. Um, so 4x, basically, the, uh, the, the average. So that's going to be a really big way to how you get to that 10,000 superchargers is uh, not sort of the rate they've had in the past where they have sort of a constant 7 or 8 Plugs per location, but quadrupling or quintupling or octupling the number of plugs uh, really does make a big dent in that. How do you get to ten thousand? Because I think a lot of people saw that we're going to double in less than a year, and that seemed kind of far fetched. So um, they they have a lot uh, to go. So they need to add another four thousand. Uh, in the remaining five months, they have, um, but if you average twenty stalls, twenty different superchargers at each location, they only need two hundred more stations, and currently uh, they have seventy three in construction, so um, they 're about you know a little under halfway of the construction and permit phase um, of superchargers so it looks possible and <laughs> so the two things that have changed are one, that they are going to build these bigger sites. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then the other big change is they're going to start building them inside of cities, away from highways. And that's a, that's a pretty big change as well. So it's
0: the, you, you had mentioned they were, I think we had talked about this in our last episode, that they were starting in a couple of spots in San Francisco. Was that right?
1: Yeah, they're going um, to have a few in the, in the city. So inside of San Francisco, what they're going to do is, they're going to have one in the financial district, which is, as it says, uh, the financial district, sort of the, the skyscraper part of the downtown. city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then they're going to have, uh, another supercharger location in the mission, which is a very popular bohemian, uh, <laughs> previously place. bohemian. Yeah. It's pretty ritzy now. Um, and then also one in Soma, which is sort of the startupy area. Um, And then further south, uh, they're going to have another supercharger in Daly City. Um, So those are really not places you would go for if you're doing long distance travel. And so one of the things that they are changing philosophically is originally the superchargers for, for long distance travel. So the people who were buying Teslas' in the beginning predominantly had homes and could charge at home, could set up chargers in their in their homes or in their condos, and sort of get permission to do that, and were buying vehicles at a you know a price point that sort of indicates you have a house. Um, now, as people are going to be buying Model threes and more and more people are living in cities and apartments just generally as a macro trend, many people do not have uh, charging opportunities at their parking spot. And especially if you park on the street, as many people in San Francisco do, you really don't have an option opportunity. And so for people who are reserving in San Francisco, we're just going to use San Francisco as sort of a, uh, a microcosm. Obviously, there are many other cities that exhibit similar characteristics, but we're most familiar with, with San Francisco, so we can speak most um, confidently about what would happen there that having the ability to go to a supercharger or a charging location in the city uh, is really going to make it possible to have a Tesla where otherwise you're sort of going to be uh, out of luck, it just would be very difficult. Having lived in San Francisco and and you've you've worked there, uh, it would be really tricky to try and get by with just the few chargers they have sporadically through the city.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like, and this is just kind of popping into my head, but I'm sure someone has already thought of this. Uh, if they have superchargers in San Francisco and people are living in San Francisco, then obviously there's going to be a startup for someone to come and valet your car over. Valet your Tesla to the supercharger, charge it up, and then bring it back to your parking spot. Like maybe Lux or one of those valet services will uh, will jump on that, and it'll be like a just full service charging solution.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that certainly one of the things for the cities is they're going to have lots and lots of spots. And uh, Elon even said at the shareholder meeting uh, that they're going to be establishing a lot more in cities, uh, and that those will be slightly lower power than the ones for the long distance. Uh, travel because they're going to have a lot more spots and it sounds like they don't want to stress the grid in the city uh, for some reason and that they (laughs) think that uh, trying to having more spots so people have a physical place to sort of be and not queue up is going to make more sense and they also think that people might not need to do as big of a charge um, because they're going to be there. You know, they could go every couple days or once a week uh, versus for long distance charging. You want to fill up as quickly as humanly possible. So, yeah, it it may be that uh, you sort of park your car there for an hour or two to charge up and you're sort of doing something else. Because if you're in the city, if if these are really sort of parking lots or abandoned uh, uh, um, filling stations in San Francisco, there's going to be things within a few blocks that you'd want to do. And so if it fills up a little bit slower, that's fine. As long as you've got lots of space, obviously the real estate in San Francisco is incredibly expensive and in all cities is very expensive. So well,
0: and parking is expensive too, so is this going to be like the $60 you would pay to park on? And then the, the
1: charging fee on top of that? I don't think they're going to charge an additional parking fee, but they do have a new fee they've introduced since we last uh, did an episode for idle fees. And so the idea here is uh, one thing that a lot of folks were noticing is people would park their car at one of the superchargers. that was near like um, a restaurant or a movie theater. They, They even like the Mountain View one is right near a movie theater. You could literally walk over to the movie theater is you'd be charging and your car would fill up, but people would just stay in the spot and you can't pull out the plug in the teslas and the person's in the spot so if, if it's a busy supercharger this could create a lot of anxiety because other people want to charge and the owner has left and there was no penalty for this behavior so they've decided to introduce what they call idle fees and so after five minutes i believe uh after charging is complete, you start assessing a fee of around 40 cents a minute, I believe. Um, and, uh, and so that's sort of the penalty to be uh, plugged in while you are not actively charging. So and that it, will be the disincentive there. Is that uh, as soon as it happens, no matter
0: what? Or is that only if all the stalls are filled?
1: Only if it's busy. Okay. So apparently it's like if it's over 50% full, then it will assess the idle fees but it, it will tell you on the app uh, and that's assuming you have the app and I, I'm not sure if it tells you on the internal screen but um and they they don't seem to really be enforcing them too much yet cuz they um but it, they've at least started doing it and starting to acclimate people to this idea that the etiquette is you should charge until you need to leave Uh, until you're full or to the level you need and you should go and you should move out of the spot which just makes sense but yeah
0: they're just preparing for the for the model threes the uh it's kind of the eternal september of uh of electric cars or of teslas here you uh if you remember uh I guess you guys are probably all too young to remember Eternal September, but that was the, uh, I believe that was when uh, the AOL people finally got internet access because AOL used oh. to just be you would only have like your right, email right. and you would have like you would be in a walled garden. And then at, at one, there was one September where they did that. They opened it up to everyone, and then essentially like all of the noobs flooded the nascent internet and all of the news boards and everything else. And yeah, anyways, Usenet was was uh, inundated. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's, we're in the no, no, we no, We're talking about the Computer History Museum. So, you brought it on yourself.
1: Yes. It's definitely a concern of the existing Tesla community because right now, uh, the number of people who can afford a Tesla today is uh, definitely a certain subset of the total population. And now, as you uh, have or quarter the price, uh, you start to allow a lot more people. And just the total volume of these cars is going to get a lot larger. And many of these people are not people who have been paying attention to Tesla, as our listeners have been. And so the idea of what you do at a supercharger and the etiquette of all that, it's just, I don't think people can presume that they would know it or have looked into it. I mean, maybe, but I mean,
0: it's not like people just sit at gas pumps, right? Like everyone knows that the etiquette is you fill up and then you, you move on. You don't just kind of sit there for a while.
1: Well, I guess the, the one, the one big difference is if you see that it's going to take you 30 minutes or 45 minutes till you charge up and then you like, well, I need to eat lunch. And they told me that I should, you know, come here, get a bite to eat, get some coffee that I think that as soon as you go above you know the amount of time that you would just sort of sit in the car to fill up in a gas car five or ten minutes. Then it starts to become a well. Am I really supposed to just sit in my car, or am I supposed to go somewhere? And then how much time? Like it's not fair if I need to come back, or if my meal is taking an extra twenty minutes because it's slow. I do think there'll be a lot of people who are uh, initially frustrated with how these policies work. Because I mean, I don't. I don't think it's actually going to be a huge issue. But I do think we'll see some some uh, belly aching from folks about the charging uh, capacity and sort of timing. And
0: when do you think oh, uh, we'll see the first incident of two Model Three owners getting in a fist fight? Like uh, kind of a, a charge rage incident.
1: Oh, I really hope that doesn't happen. But uh, you know it will. I do. I it probably will. Um, I don't know. It'll probably happen on a busy holiday weekend. Uh, where people are going, uh, long distance down to Los Angeles or Las Vegas, or it'll probably happen at some point, um, in maybe, maybe the Christmas, I don't know. It might not It might not be enough people for Christmas, but... Uh,
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to get too down there. No, 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 it's okay. Just feeling down on humanity lately, so, you know.
1: That's all right. So one of the other changes, so the first change, as you sort of brought up, was the city charging. So making it possible for people who are living in cities to use superchargers as their primary charging mechanism. Uh, the second primary change is going to be these much larger... Superchargers. So uh, to quote Tesla from the same post toward that goal, Tesla will build larger sites along our busiest travel routes that will accommodate several dozen Tesla supercharging simultaneously.
0: Are they calling them super
1: duper chargers? No, <laughs> that would be good. They did. They did not name these, but uh, lost so going opportunity from, right there. It is. It definitely is. So going from seven stalls per supercharger on average today to several dozen is quite a big jump. So I I posted in a photo in our notes, um, and you can see this is a very large facility. They've got the solar panels, and there are a lot of spots for for uh, charging Teslas. And they also have a new facility where they're going to let sort of a Tesla lounge for people. (laughs) It looks Um, like a car dealership is what it looks like. Yeah, it it looks like the cross between a a car dealership and that um, car charging uh, scene from... um, uh, black Mirror. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes, so you have you have to have enough credits to.
1: to sorry, yeah. this this
0: spot's reserved for four point one. Sorry,
1: you will need some credits. Um, we'll get to that. But um, so I think this is really great. I mean, as uh, as you know, probably better than than most. Uh, queuing theory is quite uh, in unintuitive, I guess, in terms of the number of new lanes you open up or number of new processing. Spots you you build into a queue. uh, How how much faster can process? Um, So if you think about you know the number of checkouts at a supermarket, um, if there's a line and you add just one more checkout, it can totally destroy that line and eat it up super quick and basically totally eliminate any lines happening. Um, And if you don't have that one, the line could build up uh, indefinitely, and you just can't process it. So. Going from six or seven superchargers to forty or more uh, will basically eliminate any need to wait. Um, there seems to be
0: way more than forty in this photo, or is this? Yes, j- this is just this, a random mock-up.
1: This this photo I think is for one that is not yet. Uh, Permitted, because um, yeah. they're th- this one looks like it's got to be at least more like fifty or something. They also seem to have too many. Like I
0: think in the superchargers, like they usually are for the two adjacent spots, and this one has a, a little thing on every single spot. Plus, there seems to be no. This is kind of interesting, and I, I wonder how other planned ones will take up. But there doesn't seem to be any organized way to wait in line for the next available spot. Like it, yeah. it actually looks like it's only designed for always being under capacity. Yeah.
1: Yes, that is definitely a a challenge. And I think they're planning on it being under capacity, but. uh Because
0: you want to make sure you have some sort of like queue for people to get into. That's one of the things with grocery stores where like the fastest way to deal with with getting people through the customer lines is to have everyone wait in one line. And then the next person goes to the next available cashier. But that's most supermarkets don't do that, where instead you'll you'll get in a line and you end up with this really lumpy sort of rate going through. Um, anyways, sorry, just, I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by this photo now that you pointed it out to me.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. They don't have a system for like line up here. And I think their goal, as they stated in the post is that you should never have to wait. So it sounds as if they are going to try and build a system that you never have to wait. The challenge is it doesn't seem like that's actually going to be possible, especially in the beginning. And so what happens when you do have to wait?
0: That's usually how I, that's my theory for software too. I just write software with no bugs, right? <laughs> then, re, then you're good. You just don't have to worry about any fixes or anything.
1: Exactly, so uh, the reason this is pretty interesting is this was all just sort of a, uh, when I saw this first concept photo in April, I was like, that's crazy, I can't believe that because I'm used to sort of the 10 or 12 superchargers that I stall ones that I've seen as I as I drive around. But then uh, electric broke uh, a few days back that uh, there is a new 2040 uh, stall uh, location that is going in between San Francisco and Los Angeles in a town called Kettleman City, California. <laughs> and it is I did, the, I did the Google Maps on it, and it is 185 miles from Palo Alto to Kettleman City from tesla headquarters and it is 176 miles from kettleman city to the walt disney concert hall in downtown los angeles as just sort of a uh
0: yeah it's right near tourist location it's just a
1: little south
0: of the harris ranch that we were talking about um yep yeah so I-5. it's pretty
1: much it's pretty much dead in the center uh, and with 185 miles in between uh a 200 plus mile vehicle if you fully charged it up uh, should be able to reach that <laughs> that seems like you're cutting it
0: kind of close though
1: you're cutting it a little close, but you're coming before the pass so it's pretty straight um, and uh it's it's it wouldn't be that it's not a not a super hilly area so there's not much elevation so if you've got two thirty uh you should be you should be able to make that and the, so that would be able to let you do just one One supercharging if you really wanted to fill up all the way. Um, But it's obviously a a pretty important uh, route. Uh, San Francisco to to L.A. is one that Elon does all the time and is pretty much one of the most popular routes. Uh, And so... Um, it's going to have, uh, this supercharger lounge, which we talked about, which is looks like in the permit documents, it's got couches and a bunch of restrooms and we'll probably have some vending machines and whatnot. So it's sort of this. Can I get a mani-pedi and a massage while I'm there? It doesn't look like they've got the full sort of, uh uh rest stop of the east coast i remember stopping in many on the on the boston turnpike and oh, other popeyes
0: and the yeah or burger got king
1: or, yeah. really big internal uh facilities and they've got the gift shops and or if you're in new donuts. hampshire a liquor store yeah or if you're in nevada the uh slot machines and and video poker and whatnot but um i think it, it looks like it was sort of an old um restaurant of some sort, but it's got a huge parking lot and it's next to a Best Western and a bunch of uh, filling stations. And then across the street is a Denny's, a Carl's Jr., a Jack in the Box, a Taco Bell, Starbucks, a McDonald's, and then down the road an In-N-Out Burger. So um, everything you need for a, s- a good road trip right there. It's, it's road trip ready. Um, and so the, the permit showed 40 stalls. Uh, the central Tesla area, but one thing they left out was the actual electrical hookup, uh, because this will be the biggest in the world uh, by about a factor of two, and so they didn't uh, post any information about the electrical. So are there any substations bit. nearby? Did you get onto Google Earth and find out? I did not go that far, uh, but uh, obviously this is an area that does have to deal with um, uh, you know a fair amount of uh, traffic and whatnot, but it doesn't look like they've got a ton of electrical needs. I mean, they've got the hotel. and
0: <laughs> It is just, having just dri- driven through there twice, it is just mile
1: after mile after mile of almond trees. There's so many almond trees. A lot of almonds, yes. Um, and then, uh, just the past day or so, another one was revealed that's going to be another 40-stall location. Um, based on the similar setup that's going to go from los angeles to vegas one of the other most popular routes in california Uh, and that one is going to basically replace slash augment the 18 stall bar style one that we called out that's been there since the beginning um and so it's going to be on interstate 15 and it's basically also halfway between los angeles and las vegas Uh, it's 90 miles from the las vegas strip so within about four or five days of each other we now have uh, Tesla has sort of uh, gone into permitting for two of the largest uh, high-speed chargers in the world, one for Los Angeles to San Francisco, and the other for Los Angeles to uh, Las Vegas. So, definitely big movement on the supercharger front and on the capacity front.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, at least in California.
1: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> which is which is great for us.
1: Yeah. So they you know they've had this huge increase now in the past few days of going from traditionally the biggest stalls uh, superchargers they make having 20 stalls to now two that have 40 so i think we're on the cusp of many very large superchargers uh coming out because it may take a couple months for these to get uh built out and turned on and gone live but once they do they'll start popping up and and decreasing the demand of two of the most popular superchargers the harris ranch one and the barstow So, so uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Super duper even. So two other things that I think are really critical on the Model 3 side for superchargers. One is the new credits program. So this is also new. Uh, when the superchargers first came out, uh, they were free and unlimited. And so you could use them as much as you want. And one side effect of that is many people uh, who lived in cities or close to superchargers would... Uh, charge at superchargers instead of charging at home and uh, tesla now as preparing for model three adoption uh, they a few months back rolled out their credits program and so now uh, if you buy a model s or x without a referral you get 400 kilowatt hours of free supercharging per year and that works out to about a thousand miles and so it covers what they've said, covers most of what people do for long distance travel uh, as evidenced by their data they see. Uh, and then if you go above and beyond that, you pay a price per kilowatt hour, similar to what you do with your own electricity at home. So California is 20 cents per kilowatt hour and uh, other places are you know 12 or 14 cents per kilowatt hour. So um, you would pay for that. And so it's about half the price of gasoline for an equivalent um, location. Uh, So you will now have to start paying for it. Um, And what's interesting for Model 3 is they haven't revealed whether or not there'll be any supercharger credits included. Uh, My guess is they will include some, but not 400 um and because we know the vehicles will have supercharging capability which means they can accept the supercharging plugs and you don't have to pay extra for sort of a hardware upgrade like you would on the bolt or others where sometimes you have to pay extra for the dc fast charging capability but uh yeah you will definitely have to pay uh, something if you're a model 3 owner to use the superchargers above and beyond potentially zero usage but hopefully slightly less
0: yeah i mean you imagine they have to do some sort of tiering anyways just for just to differentiate the
1: uh, model lines yeah exactly i think that certainly uh it's a nice ancillary benefit to be able to buy the luxury vehicle and get more free usage of this system um and to be honest i wouldn't mind if they were if they didn't include any credits i think that's probably the most likely scenario um but because otherwise, if you include like 100, uh, that only gives you 250 miles, which is not a really good road trip. So I'm not sure how they would really position it as like, oh, you can go on a road trip. And people are like, 250 <laughs> miles isn't much of a road trip in my book. It <laughs> might just hurt them more um, but it's, to not give anything. It is
0: truly a sign that we're living in the future, though, because if you recall any sci-fi movie that you watch about the, the distant future, everything is paid for in credits, not dollars. So
1: That's true. This it is, is just
0: ushering for- us into the future.
1: It will be connected to your credit card and your My Tesla, and so it will be billed to your credit card. But yes, it is—it is, it is uh, kilowatt hour credits. Um, so that's one aspect that will retard usage of superchargers: um, is that you have to pay for it. So when something is free, people go nuts and use it a lot more than uh, they would if it was incrementally a penny. <laughs> and so having it be uh, ten to twenty cents per kilowatt hour—if you can charge at home, you would because it would be more cost effective. And so I do think that for model three owners, uh, if you don't have charging at home, superchargers will eventually be an option for you, especially if you live in cities. Um, but they really are intended for the long distance travel or for city augmentation, but it won't be free. And so you won't be sort of have freeloaders except for the existing 200,000 vehicles that are already out there.
0: It's interesting too that it's going to be probably the more expensive electricity too because you're not going to be getting the cheap overnight electricity, the cheap grid balancing electricity that you might be able to get at night. You're this is going to be presumably like daytime peak usage.
1: Yeah, and also Tesla's going to try and make a little bit of a profit off of this because they want to uh actually use the revenue and profit from superchargers to build more of them. And so if they were to just charge the Uh, Natural rate for electricity, they would potentially have no profit, which would make it difficult to expand the superchargers. Where today they get no revenue from them, so they run them at a total loss. But in the future, they do want the superchargers to be uh, a self um, propagating system, sort of uh, independent in the way that they can uh, make enough money to support future growth. Um, So I think the pricing is actually a good thing to increase the number of superchargers and have sort of a more, um, sustainable system. Um, but one of the other big things, one of the last big things I want to talk about was speed. So right now it takes about 30 minutes on average to sort of get to around 80 percent charge. And then it slows down really, really quickly after that because as the battery starts getting filled up, as we had talked about, uh, you can't put uh, electrons in as quickly. And so you have to slow down the charge rate. And also, if there are other people charging on your stall, uh, it halves the, the effective charge rate. And so superchargers right now, you have to go and if you really need a, a full sort of good amount of supercharging, you're looking at 20 to 30 to 40 minutes of charging. And if you really run it down and want to run it all the way up, potentially an hour and a half. And so that really does change the road tripping Uh, sort of time horizons and obviously tesla would like to get this um, charging speed up and and decrease the amount of time so right now they sort of charge at um, around 140 kilowatts Um, so that's still some of the fastest around but there are now other chargers that are starting to be deployed in very small amounts at around 350 kilowatts so more than double the, the capacity. And what's funny is um, uh, they, Fred Lambert over at Electric uh, back in uh, around Christmas time had asked Elon on Twitter if there was any update on solar arrays at superchargers. And Elon said, uh, and I quote, there are some installed already, but full rollout really needs supercharger V3 and power pack V2 plus solar city. Pieces now in place. And so now as we look at that, Seven months later, we know the Power Pack 2 is out. We know they've acquired Solar City, and that's all gone through, but we haven't heard anything more on Supercharger V3. So uh we now know and we know that there's some new version of supercharging coming, that is V3, uh, that we haven't really heard much about. Um, so the only other news we've heard is the same Fred Lambert reaching out to Elon the same day, and uh he says supercharger v3 now i'm curious what power are we talking about 350 kilowatts which is what some of the other industry folks are pushing and elon said a mere 350 kilowatts dot, dot, dot. what are you referring to a children's toy I, so, I just feel
0: like i need to step in and, and really say we need to get the voice down I, there's a lot of momentum building online that you need to do the voice and which, this needs to happen you need to practice all right just i will for, I will try for clarity's
1: sake for clarity's sake, that is the reason. Um, so three hundred more than 350 kilowatts would be a ton, a ton of power um, pumping through these, uh, these cables. Uh, but if you were to get that uh, more than 350, you could start to get down to 10 or 15 minutes or even as low as five minutes. And we know that's Tesla's goal because JB Straubel, their CTO, said in 2012, It's not going to happen a year from now. It's not going to, it's going to be hard, but I think we can get down to five to 10 minutes for supercharging. So what's great is their aspiration is to match, uh, gasoline fill-ups and it looks like it will be possible theoretically, uh, but they, they need to both work on the superchargers and the battery packs themselves need to be, uh, updated. So it's possible these new ones that are being built will have a new supercharger, infrastructure. We know the semi is coming. We know the Model 3 is coming. They have new cells. So it, it's possible that in the next few months, we might know more about what the next iteration of supercharging will be. And what's really important about that is not only the speed at which you can charge uh, one off as your own sort of usage, but that may effectively double the capacity of all the superchargers, right? If you have the amount of time you need to spend at a supercharger, you've doubled the capacity of all the superchargers. So that I think has to be a really big component of um, what they're thinking about for, for handling model three is not only all the new superchargers they build, but all those new superchargers uh, having effectively doubled the capacity of the historical one. So yeah, yeah,
0: it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously the first thought goes towards like, you know, the the cables that you need to hook up, like the rate of things going in, but even if you if you just kind of grant all that just the extra impact on the power grid is pretty impressive too if you imagine like pushing that much power and then if if there are uh, you know if it's getting near full capacity then just pushing that much power like 12 hours a day that's that's going to be a you know you might be talking to the point where you need to bring like an extra power station online or something just to uh, just to generate that power
1: Well, that's why they, I think he said, we're waiting for power pack and solar city is all the new ones, uh, where there is some sun, they're going to be putting solar panels and they're also going to have the power packs, which is their commercial industrial grade battery storage. Mm -hmm. And those can pump out at megawatts of, of, uh, of power. And so I think those are going to be the buffer, uh, that they'll be able to pull from the grid and then they'll also be charging up their batteries and because the superchargers don't have 100% utilization, uh, they'll be able to fill up those batteries and then they can discharge at a really high rate to keep that uh, sort of a capability and also many times they're not fully full. So you really need those battery backups for the times when the, the system is super full and also if it's really full, like all the stalls are charging, you won't get that full rate. And, and current owners experience this if if the if you know you Harris Ranch and all the stalls are full you're not going to be getting full capacity um so again these are all sort of uh ideal idealized uh ranges but currently the head the max headroom isn't even you know, it isn't where it
0: should be. <laughs> now we're not up to 1.21 gigawatts
1: yet. No, we're not at the gigawatt level yet. Um, if, so if we can blend two 80s sci-fi references right there, those Yes, exactly. Was nice. All right. Um, so I think that uh, all in all, uh, I'm not that concerned because as much as we have model three on the horizon, uh, by the end of 2017, there's probably only going to be 25 to 35,000 model threes delivered. And so Tesla has, if they meet their goal or even get close to their goal, they'll have doubled the number of superchargers in, in one year. And then next year, if they could double again, uh, they would then be, uh, 4X where they are now or where they were at the beginning of the year. And they would have, uh, about, mm, maybe triple the number of cars, four times the number of cars. So it looks like they're planning for this. I think that the big takeaway is Tesla is not abandoning superchargers. They are, if anything, realizing they're a critical uh, component to why people will choose a Tesla. They're very important for the, for the long distance travel, and they are making the right decisions in terms of building bigger ones, building in the cities, and continuing to push what the state of the art is for the charging so that they have the fastest charging uh, infrastructure in the world. And they haven't yet released what that spec will be, but, uh, probably within the next few months, we'll know what that is, uh, because it seems imminent based on the fact that Tesla was already talking about it, uh, seven months ago. Cool. All right. Yeah. So before we end, um, I just wanted to, uh, say thank you and uh, a little shout out to, uh, Anwar Beck of the Tesla Geeks. Um, he's he and Russell over there uh, were very generous in inviting us to the VIP event uh, back in June, I think it was, and they've been very kind to invite us to the Model Three unveil and to future Tesla events that they have invitations to. And so, friend of the pod, can we say friend? friend can we say friend of the pod? Yes, they are friends of the pod. And so we don't have Patreon. We don't have any of those. We don't have ads. So the only thing we ask of you guys, is if, if you are planning to buy an S or an X in the near term before the end of the year, to use their uh, referral code, which we'll include in the show notes. And uh, that will get you $1,000 off. It will also get you free supercharging for life. So you won't have to pay for those credits. Maybe even super and- duper charging maybe even super duper charging and uh it will help them get potentially uh closer and closer to a brand new roadster which then we would get to ride in um so well, one of us well i think we both would probably get to go well i guess i'm not that, sitting no, on your lap that's true that's true <laughs> all
0: right maybe <laughs> we, i would we, if it, if it meant to ride in the tesla yeah uh right.
1: so anyways uh, if you're thinking of buying one and you're, you you want to use a referral code get a 1000 bucks off um please look to the show notes and we'll have it there so uh, with that, where can people find us and communicate with us, Mike? Yeah, as always, you can uh, tweet at us on Twitter.com.
0: Our screen name is at The Tesla Show. Uh, you can reach us on our website on the World Wide Web at theteslashow.com. And if you are a Redditor, uh, you can reach us on Reddit at r slash Show.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, talk to you next week, Mike. Charge on, Caleb. All right. Charge on.